Hi, John Wells here, talking with Richard Pietro from Toronto, Canada. Richard's well known to many of our listeners as a founding member of Citizen Bridge. He has a great project in mind in support of the open government movement. In coming months, Richard will jump on a motorbike and ride across Canada and back, crossing through some 18 major cities to help progress the public conversation about open government in his home country. Welcome, Richard. Good to talk again. The pleasure is all mine. So, Richard, you called this open government tour project the Canadian Bowtie. Why is this? <laughs> well, for two reasons. One is just if you look at the map that I put together for the tour, is if you're creative enough, I suppose, you can see the semblance of what would be a bowtie. Okay. In terms of uh, things sort of tie around, the, the knot would be around the Ontario region, and then I sort of loop in the east and the west coast. But there's also this idea of the tour itself is to actually tie the country together, you know, bring it all into one place to talk about open government, and more specifically, really, to talk about civic engagement. How long will this uh, epic bowtie journey take you? So yeah, approximately 90 days. I'm going to leave on July 2nd, uh, or should I say my first event is in Toronto on July 2nd, mm-hmm. and then I take off, and I don't end the trip until September 16th in uh, Ottawa. So you'd like to bring together people from different sectors uh, as you travel through some of these cities. What's an example of what will take place in a city when you visit? Well, I'm a bit of a showman uh, whenever I have the opportunity. So one of the things that I want to make sure doesn't happen is that I'm going to put together a two to three hour PowerPoint presentation and I just sort of prattle on about open gov and open data. That's that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to turn this to almost like a theater or a concert. I want the audience to be involved. I want impromptu conversations, like bring up like a public servant, bring up a, a technologist, bring up a corporate entity on stage and have like an impromptu roundtable discussion. I want to, to create some improv. Um, I have a couple of... Um, ideas in mind in terms of creating disruption during the event and just showing a different aspect to civic engagement. But more importantly, it's about working with each other and, and seeing what, we, what can be resolved together. I understand you've got some support uh, from other organizations so far. Who else is on board? An entity uh, called Make Web Not War uh, which is actually Microsoft's foray into open source. I've been working closely with them for the last five or six months or so, and uh, I've been extraordinarily impressed with their mentality. Uh, generally, I'm a very distrusting person when it comes to corporate entities because their number one mandate is to the bottom line. It's not necessarily to growth or community or collaboration. Um, MakeWeb.org seems to walk the walk. Um, and I've been very impressed with what they've been able to do to help me out. As a matter of fact, I like to refer to them as my patron. They're not a sponsor. They're not a partner. They're, they're nothing along those lines. I view them as my patron, and I am sort of the artist, if you will, in that Seth Godin definition. 
So what's the what's the most common question you're finding that people ask you about the tour? To be perfectly honest, it's why would you want to do something like this? And basically, I tell them that I just believe in open government and open that and data that much that I feel it has to get a kind of profile, a, a, a much higher profile. So like this, everyone, like not just the, the techies and not just the sort of policy wonk, but just like this, everyone can get a taste of what open gov and open data is all about. And this is sort of my grand gesture to sort of the equivalent of waving my hands at the background of a movie set. <laughs> Fair enough. Pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. <laughs> so, Richard, what are the questions that you feel most people need answered about open government? Well, a lot of the times, to be perfectly honest, is that people don't know that it's something that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a monumental shift that's taking place in our society, in Western society in particular, and it's this sort of agility and you know culture change of collaboration. But that's usually reserved to a very small group of, group of people who are engaged. The number one, it's not really so much question, but I think it's more of a statement that open government is here and you should use it. Okay. So in in your interactions, I, I'm kind of interested in what you feel most people can expect from open government. What what do you feel open government can mean for the average citizen? Well, one of, it's, it's actually very interesting because one of the things I've been saying about open government and open data is just a different manifestation of what civic engagement is. And for the last couple of years, I've written and said these following words that civic engagement is no longer this thing that happens in dusty church basements. It's become so much more. But one of the things that happened at the soft launch today, when I was asking people this question of what they viewed as civic engagement and Everyone defaulted automatically to voting every four years at elections. Yeah. That was what they thought civic engagement was, When whereas I thought of it as this sort of, like I said, church basement thing. So it really got me to rethink the position of the trip in and of itself and that the most important thing about open government is that it's a way to engage with your government in between elections it's not like civic engagement should not just be voting once every four years it's so much more than that and open gov and open data allow for that collaboration to take place so how do you feel your tour will help to address these issues well like i said just many people don't even know the terms exist Open gov, open data, they, they don't know what's going on exactly. And unfortunately, there are so much noise out there, everything from the Kardashians to the Fair Elections Act in Canada to a whole, you know, there's whole, so, many th- so many things out there that are catching people's eyes and ears and attention that open gov and open data gets buried at the very far back. It's not a prioritized issue. The tour is, like I said, my way of sort of waving my arms in the air and and sort of bringing attention to something that's actually, I find to be much more efficient and actually much more, um, 
it, it creates a better product. It's not just a much better way of creating a, a product, but it's a, it's a much better product in and of itself in terms of programs and the engagement that's created from it. So a personal question, what, what are you looking forward to uh, on this open government tour? <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. The tour itself started with me just wanting to ride across Canada on a motorcycle. <laughs> the open government aspect didn't come until afterwards saying, well, why not kill two birds with one stone? Sure. But to, to be perfectly honest, once again, it's, it's actually just a tour itself, exploring Canada, speaking with new people, uh, sharing perspectives, understanding their points of view, seeing, just being a tourist in my own country to be, you know, is something I've been wanting to do for a good long time. I mean, Canada is one big place and there's a lot of different things to see. And and I've just always wanted to do that. <laughs> so so let's talk a bit about riding across Canada and back. I understand it's about uh, twenty thousand kilometers. For me, it's it's reminiscent. I'm sure a number of our listeners have uh, seen the Long Way Round uh, documentary TV series with Ewan McGregor and Charlie Borman. What for you is the most daunting part of this massive bike ride? Well, just one thing I want to go back. Canada is not necessarily 20,000 kilometers across. The tour will be about 20,000 kilometers yeah. because there's a lot of pullback that I'm doing. Yep. But to me, the, the most daunting element is where I'm going to sleep. Um, I have sort of camped in the past, and but it's been a long time. But I've never essentially gone on a three-month-long camping trip. Mm-hmm. And it's not as though I'm going to stay in one place. It's I'm going to keep bouncing from place to place every night. I'm going to be in a different part of the country. So to me, the most daunting and perhaps the, 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 the scariest element of the tour is where I'm actually going to sleep every night. On a, on a, a personal note, open government is, is a difficult concept for some. You know, even the notion of open is difficult for some. Uh, coming to grips uh, in the networked era uh, with, you know, how open do we want our personal lives to be? You're, as I understand it, you're a, a practitioner of what you call an open life. What what does this mean? It all came about from a different experiment that I was doing with my own life about a year and a half ago. And it came down to this question or this statement about my own behavior. So I'm going around asking government and institutions and corporations to be open. And I can define what that means. But far be it for me to be a hypocrite. So I'm going to try and lead an open life because, first of all, I don't know how to what, what that means, what that looks like and what that feels like. And second, like I said, I just didn't want to be a hypocrite. So I started sort of experimenting a little bit and learning through you know, trial and error a lot more error than I would have wanted <laughs> and, and came up with these principles. There's about eight principles surrounding what I consider to be leading an open life. But one of the fundamental values of being open on all fronts, not just an open life, but on all fronts, it's about your intentions. Mm. Whether you're a politician or a public servant or a media outlet or a corporate entity, you got to be clear with your intentions and if your intentions change, you got a voice and let people know they've changed. It's all about this thing that open is the reason why people are talking more open about being open now, I feel, is because people are tired of feeling as though they're manipulated by another person or an entity. 
So we're asking for government to be transparent, accountable, and engaging because we just don't trust them. We feel as though we're being manipulated and we want to be part of the process. So intentions are very, very important. And making sure your intentions are clear and understood is very important in being open. So, so Richard, your tour is about mobilizing others in various ways. It's about drawing out local leaders of all kinds. What do you hope will happen in each city event that might make a difference in that city? I think you used the right term earlier in that I hope it mobilizes that community. Um, all I can do is really introduce it, and, and we're creating that platform through Make Web, Make Web Not War, the engagement platform, um, and, and trying to create that environment, that space of collaboration where people can sort of take off and go. This tour itself is just a little bit of a spark plug to get things going. I'm of the firm opinion that you know you teach a man how to fish. I'm not, I, my goal is not to go through every single little community or larger communities in Canada and lead an open government charge. Um, first of all, I couldn't do that and I don't want to do that. But I hope that the tour in and of itself will just a little bit of a spark, just give that little bit of a spark to initiate something that will be able to move forward without my help. But at the very, I still would want to be involved and, and, and I, I want to help create that environment. But I think that's all that can be hoped for in this trip, at least on my part. Anything else, I would probably fail in that goal, and then the trip would be called a failure and everything would collapse around it. <laughs> sure, sure. So, Richard, it's got to be said, this is a huge effort, and potentially it's a big contribution to the open government movement in Canada. What do you need from people to help make this dream of yours a reality? You've mentioned beds uh, or a couch. Um, sounds like we almost need to call for a, a couchathon for you to make sure you've got one in each place. <laughs> but are there ways that people listening can get on board and support you? Uh, so many ways. In fact, that I've just created a blog post and I released it on uh, April second, where I list all of the different points of engagement. So one of them, for example, this is going to sound silly, but I'm going to be riding approximately 20,000 kilometers around Canada. If anybody wants to join me, I certainly hope that they do. It can be a pretty lonely time sometimes on the road. So if anybody wants to join me for the trip or for, for legs of the trip, you know, then please you know, uh, do join me. Uh, I'm also looking for city champions. So as you mentioned uh, in the introduction, John, I'm going to be visiting at least 18 Canadian cities, but I'm going to need help in those cities in terms of logistical uh, planning, sourcing a venue, booking a venue, doing a couple of things here and there. So I'm searching for city champions to help me out. Um, I'm also asking people if they are in capturing the open government tour. So I'm going to try to crowdsource a documentary by creating a repository of some kind where people, when I visit their city or whatever, they can film using their own cameras, their phones, whatever. But then everybody would pull the video that they've put together, well, the, 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 the raw sort of cut, if you will, that they put together, put it all in a repository and maybe even create a crowdsource 
documentary or TV series or whatever, essentially would be creating the open government video data set or video open data set. So, Richard, uh, that's all we have time for now. As you know, we're going to be very keen to uh, literally follow with you on on this journey of yours uh, and to hear more from you in the countdown to the journey as well as while you're on the road. So thanks very much for joining us. You're very welcome. And thanks for for being such a strong supporter of the tour and uh, and getting the message out. Richard, it's our pleasure. It's a it's a it's a great idea. We've been talking with Richard Pietro of Citizen Bridge, uh, who's undertaking the Canadian Bowtie Open Government Tour 2014 soon. So thanks for joining us. Bye for now.